This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. I for short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Hey, hey, welcome in another episode of CNC Golf Factory right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman alongside. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week. It's U.S. Open Week. So much to talk about uh, here locally as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, CC underscore golf underscore factory, C plus C golf factory on Facebook. And don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Joined on this episode by the head golf professional, head PGA professional at Oak Brook Golf Club, or as Kurt Goss might call it, the golf club of Oak Brook. I like that. <laughs> I like it. His name is Mike Surrey. Um, he's going to join us probably to talk about PGA Junior League and just all things Mike Surrey. And maybe we can get him to do some impressions of some of his famous regulars. Uh, it's always a very, very fun time. Kurt Rowe as our as our USGA insider, quote unquote, USGA insider. How does the USGA feel about you guys dropping a couple of 62s in the first round <laughs> at Los Angeles Country Club between Ricky uh, and Xander Shoffley? That's funny. You, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to hear. I had that conversation driving uh, a little earlier with somebody. They called me. I said, PJ Boatwright's probably turning over in his grave. Um, <laughs> seeing the scoring going on at uh at la country club but you know i i don't know it's uh you know i i haven't i didn't get to see a whole lot of it today i was watching a little bit this evening yeah um you know at the end of the day guys these i mean this golf course has fairways that are 40 50 i mean i think there's a fairway that's 75 yards wide yeah and these guys are just too good you know the yeah the the rough is penal and brutal but when you give these guys that much room to hit it they're not hitting it in the rough. And that's what, you know, that's what Xander Shoffley and, and um, uh, Ricky Fowler did today. They didn't hit it in the rough and, you know, they're, they're able to score, you know, the little bit I was watching, they talked about how many wedges these guys are hitting. I mean, they're like 10, 11, 12 holes. They're hitting wedges into them. You know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you do. These guys are just too good and they're going to hit it too close and and make some putts. So, you know, it's going to change. You know, you know the way the U.S. Open works. It gets a little harder every day. You know, it gets it's a tough. little firmer. Yeah. Um, the whole locations will get a little tougher. Uh, you know, hopefully we don't. You know, we don't want to see a you know a Shinnecock or you know something that happens like that. But uh, you know, it'll it'll change, and you know they'll come. I'm sure they'll come back a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, quite the uh, quite the scoring day at round one at uh, the U.S. Open. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Kurt Goss, have you gotten to watch much? Your thoughts on what you saw today? Uh, all 47 seconds. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
it was, and that was a commercial break, so I haven't oh, actually cool. seen live golf yet. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I, for about 30 minutes uh, between uh, 7.30 and now, uh, I saw a little bit because uh, we were busy. But, um, you know, the, the golf course looks phenomenal. What uh, Gil Hans, uh, Jeff Shackelford uh, redoing uh, or bringing it back to uh, George Thomas, um, yep. the original designer. Um, but like Roe said, I mean, I, I just did – I'm watching uh, – Dustin Johnson a few minutes ago because it's kind of late in his round since they're a couple hours behind us. I think he's got six birdies, no bogeys, and again he's driving the ball well. It's flip wedge. I mean we we say oh five hundred yard par four, but as you guys know, for the best players in the world on fast firm fairways, if they hit in the right slot, <laughs> five hundred yard holes are nothing in right. calm conditions for these guys. So um, you don't get out of position, and you can chew it up if you have a, a good flat stick. Um, but again, on Sirius Radio tonight, driving home, I'm sure the USGA will make sure that there's no eight unders tomorrow. And we could be scratching our head, and eight under might not even be leading tomorrow. It could be six. Right. So, um, gonna, I mean, I told someone today, I said, I don't think that eight under is going to be the winning score of this golf tournament. No, I think it's going to be a little bit lower. I think as you know, they're they're not going to water the greens. They're, the 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 rough is going to grow between now and Sunday, probably a lot. And it's just going to become a much, much more difficult golf course. Like Kurt, like Kurt Rowe said, you know, hopefully it doesn't turn into Shinnecock where they, you know, where they lose the greens late Saturday afternoon and then they have to water them overnight on, on Sunday. But I can see, I can see minus, minus six winning, but I you know who knows. I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, on top of two guys shooting 62 today, Rory McElroy has hit 15 of 15 greens so far as we, uh, as we watch live. Uh, only, oh, there's only happened twice in U.S. Open history where somebody has, uh, hit the hit, hit all eighteen greens in regulation during, during a competition round. It's, uh, that's amazing. That's, uh, that, that's, yeah. Golfing your ball. Um, hey, side note about uh, LACC um, with five par threes. Um, do you know the last U.S. Open golf course that had uh, five par threes? I think nineteen forty-eight LA Country Club, wasn't it? St. Louis Country Club. Oh, really? Oh, wow! Good mm-hmm. call. Oh, yeah, forty-seven. It was 47, right. right? 47, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard someone talking about St. Louis. Uh, one of the, like, Todd Lewis or somebody mentioned St. Louis Country Club the other day. That's right. Yeah. Did, yep. uh, did Ben Hogan win there? No. Uh, uh, no. Um, no. We can look these things up. Aries, we'll yeah. look at them later on if we need to. He beat Lou Worsham in the playoff. Sam Sneed? Yes, I think it was Sneed. Beat Lou Worsham in the in the playoff to win. So, slamming, slamming. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know it. Uh, yeah, eight under. I mean, you know, the ironic. I was when I was talking earlier with uh, who I was talking to. You know, two guys, sixty three. Current, you know, before was the lowest round ever in U.S. Open. You got two guys shoot sixty two. The sixty three was by Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller wins the Bob Jones Award this week. All there, LA Country Club. I mean, how, how do you write that stuff, or how does all yeah. that come, you know, come about? Well, it's just that's kind of crazy. And so. Xander Shoffley was about sixteen inches away from shooting sixty-one. Really? Wow, I didn't see that. <laughs> and I mean, Brian Harmon, I think, was six deep through ten. I think he yeah, fell yeah, back a stroke. William Clark is as well as is Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. Yeah. So, you know, they're. They're great players, and they probably got the easiest day of the week. So yeah. let's see what uh, what this time on Sunday, if yep. we're talking about It'll, the same scores. Fun. 
and it's it's my favorite weekend of the year, Father's Day weekend. By the way, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, and to our uh, our resident father, uh, Kurt Goss. I'm a I'm a resident stepfather with a birthday on Tuesday, so I get the combination, the combination things. Happy go. birthday! It's yep, not every yep. day you turn 35, Andy. No, it really isn't. It, although that happened 11 years ago, but it's been happening every every year since then. You don't look a day over 27, buddy. Boy, I really appreciate that. It's really, really nice of you. <laughs> uh, but uh, U.S. Open golf on the West Coast means golf in prime time. You can go out and play golf during the day, come home, and not miss a damn thing. Right. Not to, not to have recorded anything. No spoilers on Twitter. Nothing. You have to come home and watch golf. Yeah, that's it's pretty awesome. Yep, one of my favorite things. Mike Surrey, our uh, valued guest, coming up next, segment two of the CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome back. Segment two, CNC Golf Factory, St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Goss, Kurt Rowey, I'm Andy Hanselman. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, CC underscore golf underscore factory, and then C plus C Golf Factory on the Facebook. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are joined this segment by uh, one of my very good friends. Uh, we grew up together and been friends for a long, long time. He is the head PGA professional at Oak Brook Golf Club. All around great guy. Funniest guy I've ever met. It's Mike Surrey, everybody. Hi, Michael. How you doing? Thanks We're for doing having well. me. Doing well. What's, so you had a big drive, chip, and putt competition out at Oak Brook today. How'd it go? Uh, we made it. I, I'm one of the few people. I, I don't know if I was I volunteered for it or, or I was told, but uh did it without so it was me and my mom and my wife and my three my dad and my aunt and uh all the people we could scrounge up to volunteer but it went well we had 107 signed up i think we had a hundred and we made it i used to volunteer for it i haven't been out for a couple of years and yet you, i would have come out today if you would have needed me to yeah. but uh kurt Gloss, do you have questions for michael Hey, Mike, thanks for joining us tonight after another long day in the golf community. Um, I, uh, you know, you're kind of a staple in uh, the gateway section. You've done it all. Uh, one of the top players. Uh, you served on the board, past president. Um, but uh, tell the listeners uh, what it's like to be uh, part of a family owning and operating a, a golf club and uh, what it takes. And you wear more hats than any other PGA professional because – you know, I, I'm sure you're uh, mowing lawns or fairways from time to time and, and everything else. He is a former superintendent. Yeah, so uh, being in the golf business, especially with my family, it's it's difficult at times. Um, even things like this, it's 8.45 at night and we're still talking golf. Uh, but there, there's time off in the winter. But, you know, my, my I've been fortunate that I love what I do. Um, I get to do it with my family. Everybody in my family was doing the drive, chip, and putt we had out here today. And um, it's it's tough, but it's tough at times. But, you know, uh, like I said, if you if you enjoy what you're doing, you can make it through the tough times. And, um, you know, like being greenskeeper when I was greenskeeper earlier this year, uh, that's about as most stressed out as I've ever been. I have a newfound respect for that. (laughs) Uh, But in general, um, it's a lot of work. um, But, you know, no one's really going to feel sympathy for the golf pro. So I'm not asking for it. Um, it's just a lot of work. Sure. Uh, Mike, um, it, what's it like though, having 
family around and it being a family business. I'm sure it's fun having family around and sharing those hours with family. And I'm sure there's probably been some butting of heads at times uh, <laughs> over there at Oak Brook. Definitely, definitely. I mean, and COVID has really changed things, uh, I guess, for the better, uh, just finding employees. And, you know, when you're grinding and you see your 81-year-old dad working as hard as you, it's tough. You have, I have nobody to talk to. You know, I have nobody to complain to because we're all just trying to get after it um, all the time. But um, at the end of the day, I always uh, remember I'm at a golf course and there's a lot of other places I could be. Um, so I'm thankful for where I am and I'm lucky. You know, I'm, I'm 45 years old and I've been working with my dad since um, really my whole life. Um, so I wouldn't trade it uh, for the world. And, um, you know. It's been sunny and nice. Hasn't rained in a long time for a day off, but uh, day offs are stressful because then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you forgot that you had to do. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it, it's a grind, um, but uh, I, I have plenty of respect for you. I I, I think uh, we don't know each other all that well, but uh, I would say you're a local legend. Um, Recently, my boss, uh, your pal Joe Schwint, has been uh, tabbed the uh, St. Louis Treasure by Jay Delsing. And uh, Joe's a little frustrated he hasn't been asked to be on this podcast yet. So, Mike, uh, you should feel <laughs> honored. Um, I did tell Joe the pro that uh, we'd have him on. I just need another $1,000 a month in salary, and uh, we'll get him on the show. Um, but, no, I mean, Mike, you, you've seen it all. You played uh, professional golf at a level. Um years ago um besides oak brook because that's probably near and dear to your heart do you have a special golf course around the uh, st louis area or in general around the country you know uh i've always uh north wisconsin all blue rough i love that but in the area um you know i'm lucky that uh the other people pros in the section like me uh maybe here maybe they just they but uh, i can go play a lot of places but i always really play well at um, so i fell enjoy it but there there's a lot of great golf here in Louis. i enjoy prior um but you know if you go play arlington hang out with mark mark or it, I mean, you, you go to any place and there's somebody there. I was just a gateway watching my kids play, play you know, going yeah, to talk to talk friends and, and the people that are like you. It's it's kind of a um, a little bit of a not a relief, but just it's kind of nice to fit somebody who's doing the same. And you realize there's other people out there, but there are a lot of great golf courses. We're very fortunate here. Um, I can travel a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're lucky. Yeah. You were a little, you were a little choppy there. Where, where in Wisconsin did you like? Anywhere you could, you can go to a public course, in Wisconsin, and um, it, they like municipal with three employees. You got bent grass fairways and bluegrass. Yeah. Um, when you were north, so Rowie and I just got back from Geneva. We we went up and played around to Geneva and also up at Blue Mountain. Did you would you ever go to Geneva when you were up at Northern? Up in Wisconsin? Yeah. Uh I I played there. I didn't play there in college, um, but I, I've played there. Yeah, I made one of the best putts in my life when I was a junior 
I made a um, about a 15 footer for an 89. Oh, <laughs> that's the most nervous I think I've ever been, um, other than qualifying for the U.S. Amateur. But um, I, I had an 80, 89. Um, what a day! But yeah, thank you. I didn't know that you had ever shot an 89 in your life. Well, yeah, it happens to everybody. I mean, it's a, it's a regular <laughs> occurrence for me. I mean, if if, if I shoot, I'm like, all right, cool. I had a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Mike. Let's. Uh, we want to touch on obviously with you. You know, um, with your your success with the PGA Junior League. I know you were. I don't. I'm not going to have the exact numbers, but I know you were recognized last year with having one of the largest you know PGA Junior League um, groups in the country. And yeah. I, I just love to hear a little more about that. You know how 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 did you get to that? And you know, and I'm, you're probably going to tell us that you pretty much do all the work, you know, for, for all your PGA junior leaguers too, which, which is great. So, um, but love to hear a little more about your, your PGA junior league. Yeah. You know, I do all the work. The older I get, the, the more I realize I'm got to be the world's worst delegate. By the time <laughs> I instructions on what to do, you're confused and can't figure it out. So I just do it myself. Um, <laughs> not, not because I want to, but I'm just terrible at it. You know, originally Junior League, um, they called before the PGA owned it, and I said, "That's crazy. Who's going to play team golf?" And even the <laughs> they started it, I'm like, "This is a terrible idea." And so now, um, then I get recognized for having the largest program. So, um, you know, I, I would, my my mom is a second grade school teacher, was a second grade school teacher. My dad's a golf pro, and when you put somebody that can hang around. 12-year-olds that, you know, I think 12-year-olds think I'm funny. My kids don't learn that now, but um, <laughs> give them a little candy. You make the parents know that you're out there to have fun and you're out there for for their kids' sake. Um, it It's kind of hard to mess up, really, because um, if, if I could have messed it up, I would have. Uh, but since it keeps growing, I know that I'm doing something right. But when people ask, I, I really just give them candy and soda. And set some <laughs> off course and tell them to swing hard. So it's it's pretty simple, I think. Mike, that's uh, that's great. It's 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 cool knowing that we have an individual in our section with a program like that um, to grow the game that we've made our careers. Um, I, I just think it's amazing. I think I joked in our first episode or so um, and said, uh, you know, Mike Siri over there at Oak Brook's got about 482,000 kids. Um, I exaggerated a hair, but um, it, it's, it warms the heart knowing that uh, uh, we have people like yourself that, that do that and then still have the time to run the absolute day-to-day um, of a family-owned golf course. Um, so kudos. Uh, when you have all this going on, how do you still find time to make sure your game's uh, up to par? I don't. I don't <laughs> play. I mean, I, the only time I play golf is if I'm going to go play a practice round with my kids somewhere. I, I had to give up something. And, you know, I, I've been very vor- fortunate to be able to play golf my whole entire life. I played my first tournament when I was three. And I'm I'm 45. Um, you know, I, I've, I've played in everything that I can play. And I would go play if I had time to practice, but you know, the, the fun for me in golf is, is actually the practicing. And, and tournaments are, are great, and I love tournament golf. Um, but if I don't get to practice, it's just there's no reward. Because I'm um, 
because I've played so much in my life, I can still go play. Like I can fake it for, especially for 18 holes. I can fake it. Um, you know, and so, but I just, I, I have too much respect for the game. I have too much respect for all the other gateway PGA pros um, to go. And I'm not saying um, I'm, I'm wasting my time, but I have so much other stuff to do at this point. My kids are 17, 16, and 15. Um, they're only going to be in the house a few more years. Uh, again, I'm 45. When I turn 50, I'm going to sign up for the senior U.S. Open qualifier. Um, I'm going to try to get in shape um, doing that. But, um, you know, I, I could, I just don't have time to practice. And if I don't have time to practice, I'm just not going to go to get up. I have too much respect for the game. And I'm not going to get out there and be five over through eight holes and be frustrated because I haven't put any work in. I know I'm, I'm teaching my kids all the time that hard work works and, you know, and, and be the underdog and put in the work. And if I'm not putting in the work, I'm not going to go sign up for a tournament. I, that's just could be old school and um but you know it's a selfish game you gotta you got to work in if you're gonna be any good and uh, i'll put it in again someday but right now i'm just kind of in a in a dry spell it happens some of your other passions are uh our military and and our country and yeah. you uh you uh i think every year you do the 100 holes for is that for is that for wounded warriors or for folds of honor I used to do that. I did it for Folds of Honor. I've done it for hospice. I've done it for all kinds of stuff. It, um, you know, I mean, I, I uh, growing up, my mom always used to make me write thank you cards to everybody, to all the golf tournaments. Now when you go play in golf tournaments, the golf tournament gives you a list of people to write thank you notes to, which is like, I don't know. Like, you can't figure that out for yourself that you need to write a thank you note to somebody. Um, but there's a lot of people – being out at a golf course, being out in nature, getting out and mowing greens at 5.30 in the morning, watching bald eagles fly around, um, you can quickly um, realize that you're lucky to be where you are. So yeah. anytime something comes up where you can do something for somebody, uh, I've lived long enough to know that um, the more you do for other people, the better you feel. So that's kind of where I'm at. And, and you ran a marathon last year, right? Uh, marathons but i only ran only started running a marathon because my son was in seventh grade he uh outran me one day frustrated so my wife goes well he can't run a marathon so i trained and ran a marathon just so i could tell him i was faster i think you did that for for like wounded warriors or folds of honor again i did it for saint jude twice pga reach i did the new york city marathon which is me uh running in this new york city marathon it's like a, a league team from Oakbrook getting on Augusta National. Like, <laughs> uh, but I was there, and then all the people that run, they're like, how'd you get into that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to do that my whole life. Well, I signed up and did it. You know. Um, but, yeah, and so then I ran. I, I raced a guy that um, was running for office a couple of years raised money for PGA Hope, and it's – we had a 10 mile race and whoever won the race got the money. I knew he was slower than me. That's the only reason I bet him, but I ran <laughs> sunset Hills and, uh, <laughs> and so we got a few thousand dollars for our, program. you mentioned it in passing, but a, a big, a, I've never seen a league program like what you guys put on at Oak Brook. Tell our audience what it takes to write what you have going on every night of the week. 
and how about how many players you have going on. It's like a whole other junior league that you also have to deal with, except for their bratty adults. Every year when we do the with the rates, they wouldn't care. We charge twenty four dollars for nine. Um, we could say it's forty dollars for nine. They don't care. But if our beer price goes from seventy five to three dollars, I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we the price the same every year. Raise the rates right. and everything. But I think we have 75 teams, and they can have up to 12 people. But wow. average is six people. Last year, I think we had 600 different people play. Um, and it, it's, again, it's we're just providing something. We have we have an awesome league secretaries that do a ton of the work. Um, uh, you know, so we have people that are helping us out and allowing us to do what we do. But, um, you know, there's each night there's each league has 12 to 13 teams. Uh, you, heck, you play on one of my teams that I started be, so I could go out and play golf, and you haven't allowed me to play on it in three years. years. <laughs> you've always, you've always said, you fill in, you fill, you play that two o'clock round when we when we're, when we're about to have a blind. Hey, we have our tenth team members going to go out for us. Yeah, who's that, Mike? <laughs> they stopped play. I, one time. I shot a twenty-seven and <laughs> lost five or something on nine holes. So uh, no one asked me to play anymore. <laughs> that, that handicap is not advantageous for no, the playoffs. No, no. Yeah, I just I find you to to be a role model. I, I think you're an entertaining person. I, I think people uh, should have the opportunity to, to hear you talk. I, I miss <laughs> hearing you take the stage at section meetings because um, because you make things you liven up the room. Um, I can only imagine what it's like just watching you uh, run a full day over at Oak Brook. And uh, um, with everything you do uh, with sec- with the section, with junior league golfers, um, giving back to PGA Reach, PGA Hope, um, all I can say is uh, kudos. Um, you are a legend in our section. And uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you a few years down the road uh, make your return as you uh, attempt for the uh, – U.S. Senior Open, my friend. I'm just hoping Bob Gauss and Mark Faulkner and all these guys keep getting older so I can finally beat them. That's really (laughs) You'll figure it out. 80, I think I'll be 60. So, yeah, maybe I'll beat him. (laughs) You'll be good. Yeah. Well, thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. He Uh, is the head PGA professional at Oak Brook Golf Club and the true champion of finding a way. He'll he'll know what that means. (laughs) Yeah. Mike Surrey. Mike, thanks for joining us here on the uh, on the broadcast. Much appreciated. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great night and good luck in watching that uh, fantastic U.S. Open. We know you love the USGA. We'll, we'll talk about that. This, we'll talk about that some other time. Awesome. <laughs> it's Mike Surrey, everybody. Joining us right thanks, here Mike. on the Golf Factory St. Louis Podcast Network. Final segment coming up next. <laughs> Welcome back. Final segment. CNC Golf Factory St. Louis Podcast Network. Andy Curtin Kurt with you. Uh, like us on Instagram and Twitter, C, uh, CC underscore golf underscore factory, C plus C golf factory on Facebook. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, some just local golf wrap-up points. We'll start with our, uh, we can call her friend of the show, uh, Brooke Bierman, making her LPGA Tour debut this week in Michigan at the Meyer Classic. I believe uh, Brooke fired a uh, one over today. Uh, I think she had uh, a few bogeys, four bogeys, three birdies. Um, so I think she's two off the cut line, but uh, 
you know, I mean, for a 20 year old young lady in her first professional event or LPJ event as a uh, amateur, um, kudos. I think uh, she go out there and make a birdie early tomorrow. Um, she might have a chance to uh, make that cup. But regardless, she's playing her first LPJ tour event, and uh, that's awesome. So keep it up, Brooke. If you want to watch Brooke play, they might show her a little bit on uh, the Golf Network this weekend. They are showing all the Meyer Classic um, up in Michigan. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll see Brooke play, but you know, catch some of the action there, and maybe you'll catch a glimpse of her. And uh, so she'll be on uh, It's the uh, opposite programming, counter-programming is what we call that in the broadcast business to the U.S. Open. It's the LPGA on, on Golf Network. Uh, Kurt Rowey, the uh, Golf Association, has a junior championship coming up this week. What do you got? Yeah, this coming week we've got the 24th Metropolitan Junior Championship. Uh, we're playing out at Sunset Country Club, um, down off of off Graboy. That's Sunset Country Club in Missouri. I'm sure, uh, you know, it's funny. I when I send memos out nowadays, if I'm doing something at Sunset or Sunset Hills, I usually put that on there because over the years it's amazing how many guys I've had. If I have an event at Sunset Hills, they show up at Sunset Country Club and vice versa. So. Um, but yeah, 24th Metropolitan Junior Championship. We got 72 kids, which is uh, really one of our largest fields we've had in, num- in a number of years. So, um, you know, excited for that. I know our, our defending boys champion, Ryan Hopwood, is in the field. Um, I know our, our defending girls champion is not in the field. Uh, it's pretty much dominated. We've got, I say, 72 kids. I think we got 41 kids or 42 kids that are um, in the boys 19 and under division. I think we maybe have 10 girls playing, and I got a, uh, a handful of uh, 15 and under boys, and then I got six or four uh, 13 and under boys. So, um, yeah, it's mostly mostly a boys um, you know, championship, but but we will have a, have a girls and boys champion. They'll take home the boys, uh, takes home the, the James M. Holkrieg Trophy, and the girls' uh, trophy is the Barbara A. Burkmar Trophy. Obviously, both well-known names here in the St. Louis area, and uh, I know uh, they'll uh, hopefully Jim and Barbara will be able to, I know Jim's coming out on Thursday to pan the trophy out, and hopefully uh, you know, Barbara can make it out as well. Awesome. So, uh, but, yeah, so it should be good. Sunset uh, is always uh, in wonderful shape, and uh, so it'll be a, it'll be a good uh, good week. And then, uh, then next Saturday we have our fifth Metropolitan Nine-Hole Championship as well, and we got 36 people signed up for that, which – doesn't sound like a lot, but it's it's one of our biggest fields we've had, uh, which is a fairly new championship for us. You know, a nine-hole championship, and then we're playing that at Ruth Park. You know, the goal behind that was to to kind of showcase our nine-hole clubs. We got a lot of really good nine-hole tracks in the St. Louis area, and uh, so this year we're at Ruth Park, and it's just a just a kind of a fun morning. We got men, women, we got some senior men, we got a couple juniors playing. Um, uh, so it's a uh, you know it's just uh, it'll be fun to get her out to go out and play nine holes and and uh try to earn a try to earn a little metropolitan title i guess you know as a nine hole champion in fact i was on the phone with crimson callahan this the other day he had called me uh he's down in atlanta but he reminded me who who was the first metropolitan nine hole champion was crimson callahan was it really yeah yeah five years ago we played in it and uh, he signed up and uh played a ball one and yeah he won the uh won the men's uh gross title so but so anyway, so that's uh yeah, that's what we got going on over the next week um um in the association. Awesome. Back to Kurt Goss. Uh the gateway section had a was it their stroke play championship out there at Spencer Teal and what, what tournament was it? Yeah, it was uh 
it was one of the stroke play events, Andy. Um, the fourth one of the year. Um, so we have a handful of stroke play events throughout the year. But uh, yeah, stroke play um, at Spencer T. And uh, in the regular division, uh, Kyle over at uh, Norwood, uh, Norwood Hills. Uh, Roe, you can help me with his last name. I'll butcher it. Um, Sahowski. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he won it at uh, four under, um, but more impressive than that. Don't want to take away from Kyle. Uh, Bob Gauss from Family Golf and Learning Center. You know, Bob's been around for many moons uh, around the gateway section. Uh, he wins uh, the senior division, but actually overall, he's the grand champion with a uh, eight under par. So a uh, heck of a day for Bob Gauss, uh, uh, you know, making some money over there at uh, Spencer T. And um, so, no, um just another stroke play event uh, for a couple weeks in a row now in the gateway section. So uh, again, kind of like Kurt, it's a little slow and then picks up again a little more in uh, July when it's real nice and steamy in St. Louis. Sure. Absolutely. It's great time to go out and play golf in, in the middle of July in St. Louis. Yeah. Like, why not? Right, right around two in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Yeah. Mike, yep. Mike mentioned Bob Gauss, but he's glad he's getting older. Something like doesn't make much of a difference right now. Bob uh, will kick ass. <laughs> oh yeah. He can golf his ball. No problem. Yeah. And then uh, finally, just kind of recapping, touching base on our big topic last week, and that was uh, Urban Golf of Greater St. Louis having their summer camps out at Normandy. Uh, Kurt Rowe, you went out there and took some pictures and visited with Jerome. And uh, what'd you see? Yeah. You know, I I went up today. I finally got up today. I meant to get up earlier this week. They started their camp on Monday up at Normandy. um, And, uh, I got up there today. Jeff Smith and I met up there at 1130 and Jerome was rock and rolling with, uh, he had about 45 kids out there today. And it's just really to see it happening. Um, cause again, as we talked last week in the podcast with Jerome, you know, this is exactly the mission behind Normandy reimagined and why we're doing what we're doing up in Normandy is, is for, you know, for the youth and to revitalize and for social change, you know, all this. And it, it was so real to see all these kids at different stations. He had three different stations. They were hitting balls and they have the, they've got all the, um, I don't know the term, you know, the, the, the golf equipment for, for kids they are hitting like, they're hitting like tennis balls. And they had the, the big golfzilla blow up thing in the middle of the range out there that they're hitting balls at. And, um, it was just, uh, it was really cool. And, uh, to, to, to see it happening and to see just as we talked last week, Jerome's energy <laughs> doesn't change when he gets out there on the golf course and <laughs> out there on the, uh, you know, he's running around, he's helping kids. He's, you know, making sure he's got, he's got other, you know, volunteers that are helping him and, and, and teaching. And, um, yeah, I got out, got the drone out and, uh, took some shots. We're going to continue doing that. We did, did a little post today to kind of wrap up the first week, but, uh, we're going to keep, you know, keep getting pictures and keep, uh, you know, keep pushing that out there for people to see, you know, what's happening. And, and, uh, it was, it was really special. And, uh, in fact, uh, just a quick Mike Monroe, who's the superintendent in Normandy, he's been there for like three years and been through all this, you know, as we're going through the Normandy project, he even said it too. He's like, he was driving around and he drove up around the clubhouse and he came around the practice screen there. And there was 35, 40 kids sitting there Indian style, you know, around the green and Jerome was instructing them and talking to him, you know, it just kind of hit that, you know, this, this is real. And this, this is what this is about. And, yeah. uh, we just, we keep, 
just keep saying, you know, it's what we're doing in Normandy is it's not it, it's not about the golf. It's it's about all the other stuff. And yes, it's it's golf is driving it, but uh, it was really really neat to see uh, to see that today. And and so we'll uh, we'll keep plugging that along as we as we go through this as well. And but I encourage you to uh, you know if you're following you know even following obviously our our social medias, but the uh, you know the golf association as well. We'll uh, we'll be putting more uh, content out there about the urban golf to see yeah, what's going on. You can so. Google urban golf of greater St. Louis. Um, and you can, uh, he's he, last week he was still looking for volunteers to help coach and uh, just come out there and, and, and help any way you can. If you, if you have a few minutes, because there's some time with some kids that, uh, that really could, they really need it. And they're, and they're, it looks like, it looked like they were absolutely loving it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. They were, they were, they were getting into it. Until I got the drone, I put the drone up in the air, and then all of a sudden, the kids are all the kids are like, "Whoa, drone!" And they totally <laughs> lost. And it was funny because they're like, "Word of the day was focus." So it was I, maybe I was helping them. I don't know. You know, drones trying to get the kids to focus on you know on some of the golf stuff. And here, yeah, I fly a drone up, you know, get it up in the air. And next thing you know, they're all pointing at the look drone. They're all pointing, waving, and, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> all right, all right, kids, ignore Uncle Kurt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Too funny. <laughs> Guys, another fantastic episode. Thanks to uh, Mike Sorry for joining us. He's always a, uh, a pleasure. Yep. Great stories. Uh, funny guy. If uh, you get a chance to uh, get out and play Oak Brook, highly recommend it. Fun golf course. Um, and a, a family-owned, great rates. Just a, just an all-around great. I play league there every Tuesday, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little biased. I've been playing there since, since about 1990. So, but uh, one of my favorite tracks around. So, uh, anyway, thanks to Mike. Make sure that you uh, check us out on all the socials CC underscore golf underscore factory and uh, Instagram and Twitter, C plus C golf factory on Facebook. And don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For Kurt Rowey, for Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman. This has been the CNC Golf Factory on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Content on the St. Louis Podcast Network is 100% human created.